Welcome to the X-Men Roundtable, an amazing group of divorced men who show up each week to a candid and short discussion about life after divorce from our various and unique experiences. I'm Jason Blount. Thank you for joining me and my friends Peter Hobler, Dustin Drun, Larry McGinnis, and Stuart Young. Here we walk shoulder to shoulder with other divorced dads simply trying to do one right thing after another as we share about relationships, fatherhood, ex-spouses, mindset, and much more. This is the X-Men Roundtable. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the X-Men Roundtable. Uh, we've got myself, obviously, and Peter and Dustin here today. Jason and Larry can't make it today, but uh, hopefully they'll be back next week. Uh, today's discussion is about how to stop reacting to your fears. And we're not talking about the fears like getting into a punch-up in a bar or something like that. We're talking about the, the fears that, you, that we have on a, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis where something might happen. Somebody says something and we just get that kind of that feeling that's going on. And particularly, I think one of, the, one of the things that we wanted to talk about was how anger is actually rooted in fear. Um, and a lot of people kind of get that mixed up and think, well, no, I don't feel, I don't feel afraid when I'm angry. And, and we're going to delve into the differences of, of the types of fear that you feel and the reasons for it in this discussion. So who would like to start us off? Uh, I'd be happy to jump in. I think particularly in the realm of divorce, in so many relationships going through divorce, what happens over time, as the communication breaks down, something's happened often to break the, the bond of trust that was built up. And we become afraid of what the other person's going to think, say, or do, whether we're saying or doing something. And I know from my personal experience, for me, I took everything personally. And it came from my, my own fears embedded by my own father. And so when somebody was yelling at me, accusing me of something, it just triggered me. And I, I would unknowingly take it personally. And then looking back, I also realized, though, that every time I reacted with anger, which totally was based in fear, I was never going to get what I really wanted to happen. Mm. I think um, we were talking a little bit earlier and, you know, one of the things that we talked about was the fear of the fear of, um, you know, the, the fear is based on how you're going to feel about whatever it is that's happening with your ex. And so, and how it would make you feel, um, whether it be, you know, um, betrayed or inadequate or, um, you know, some other kind of negative emotion that you would feel. And I think you're not so much afraid of what she or he is going to do it's more of how you're going to react to that situation and that input so getting a handle on um how you can handle how you can um control that situation control that feeling from inside yourself that's kind of a key i think we talked a little bit about that earlier um you know being able to really um identify and as peter always likes to say get clarity on um the things that are that are making you feel that way um we also talked about fear um being kind of a 
a result of a lack of control, um, not being feeling like you're in control of a situation. And so, you know, you can't, you can't control what she or he does or says. You can only control how you're going to react and respond to that. And so getting, getting that is, um, is key to um, getting through this. And I think we also talked about putting a plan together. And, you know, once we talked about um, being a person of action and when a tra- traumatic situation happens, um, let's say it's an emergency or a life and death situation, a lot of us, most of us, I think a lot of men especially, will jump into action and figure out how to how to attack, how to solve, how to um, plan and um, and uh, strategize. And I think if you can do that in this fear situation with your ex, um, the fear kind of goes away a little bit if you've got a plan to attack it. Yeah, before we start the recording, you said about how your ex is going to make you feel, how what they say, what they do is going to make you feel. And I think that was a really um, insightful way of describing it because some of the things we mentioned, like confusion, failure, um, none of those feelings aren't ones that we like, right? I don't like failing at things. It makes me feel, you know, less of a man or unworthy or useless or something like that. So I don't like that feeling. And I certainly don't like feeling confused. I want to be able to know what I'm doing and plan ahead and get into your plan there. Um, so we don't like feeling confused. And so there's just two, two words that we can quite easily identify as being kind of fearful conditions. And if you're in that divorce situation and you're not quite sure what your wife, your, your ex is going to be asking of you, how much you're going to have to pay in child support, what the court's going to decide on the custody. All these things just add to the confusion. And it's the confusion you don't like. And that's the thing that's, that makes, it, makes you feel fearful. And certainly with probably men more generally, is when you feel fearful, you get angry. It's, it's the kind of like trigger for anger because, you want, because you're frustrated that this thing is happening that you can't control. You're just talking about control. Lack of control, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and and I think it has the same thing. You get the same triggers from your values being threatened. So if you have a value that you are trustworthy, loyal, kind, considerate, um, you know, responsible, all those things. (laughs) If, If your ex says or does something, that seems to be threatening one of those aspects that you value about yourself, it, it's quite, I mean, possibly subconsciously, you're thinking, well, if she's thinking that and she was the closest person to me, maybe my kids are thinking that. Maybe my family's thinking that. Maybe the people that I know, my friends and colleagues, maybe they're thinking that. Well, that starts to really undermine your own value sets about who you are. We spoke about this in our identity conversations. Um, so if you didn't watch those, go back and watch them because it, it really helps to understand what we're talking about today. You know, the focus of today is to help those of you watching understand what it is that triggers you and why. Right. So I think a huge component too to add to that is to understand when we're in the midst of reacting with anger, we've actually lost control of ourselves. We've lost control of the interaction with the other person, the ex in this case, and the ex is probably never going to want to do what we want them to do. So 
why get angry? But to understand what it is that's triggering you is step one to getting to the solution part of it, which we'll come back to next week. But um, there's so many different types of fears. I think for me, one of my biggest fears, and maybe we can quickly go through and each of us share uh, what our greatest fear was so people can relate a little bit. But for me, it was that the ex was going to try and totally take 100% custody of my then three-year-old daughter. That was a huge fear for me. Hmm. Um, you know, and then money stuff came into it and everything else, but it just made, it made everything worse. Um, so th- that was it for me. And I was pretty easily triggered for a long time until I realized by reacting to my fear, I was never going to create what I wanted for my daughter. So what, what were your guys' biggest fears as you went through your divorce? Mine was, we are so aligned in so, so many ways, Peter, because my daughter was three at the same time as well. And I, I, I would probably mirror that and say my, my biggest fear was if my daughter has gone with my wife, which she had, and literally she walked out and took her like that right there and then. I was like, hang on a minute. When am I going to get to see my daughter? Um, and there's a, there's a whole load of stuff comes pouring in. You know, how am I going to look after her? How am I going to pay for her? How am I going to make sure she's brought up right? How often am I going to see her? Uh, you know, am, how am I going to keep her safe? All of this just comes pouring in. And for a while, you get swamped by it. And that just makes you feel fearful because, again, you're, you're sitting in that confused place. And you feel f- like you've failed as a husband, as a father or something, whatever, because she's left, right? You've failed at something, she's left. And and you feel helpless. You don't know what the hell you can do about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, useless, helpless, all of those things. Which makes and, it but at some point, you've got to go. I'm laser focused on making sure I I get the best out of this situation for my daughter. How the hell am I going to do that? Yeah. And then you start making. So that's when the planning starts coming. Like Dustin said, you start planning. Right, I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to have to react this way. I'm going to have to be. You know, uh, I'm going to have to swallow my pride and whatever. But that is certainly what was what was my biggest fear. For me, it was it was the fear of the unknown. I mean, I had been married for twenty four years. Um, the shock of the the shock of the beginning of the divorce had kind of you know I don't know it, it had dissipated. But uh, and I gave myself we, you know my situation was a little bit different. I had um, we were separated for two and a half years after. Before the divorce was final, we actually separated for two and a half years. So it was kind of a gradual thing. So, but the initial fear, um, I remember when it happened was, well, what do I do now? You know, I, I'm, I've been comfortable for a really long time in this situation and, you know, being forced out of the nest, so to speak of, okay, well now I'm in this totally different, you know, situation that I've never been in before. Um, you know, we were high school sweethearts, so we were, we were together forever since I was my entire adult life. Now I'm all of a sudden alone. Like I'm afraid of being alone. I'm afraid of, you know, I've got, you know, teenage kids. Like, how do I do, how am I going to do that? Like you just said, how do I do this? And then, um, I kicked into action mode and decided, all right, well, like we were just talking about, I'm going to do. I'm going to handle this part and then I'm going to handle this part and then I'm going to handle this part. And then, you know, all of those actions, all taking action on anything is what is what the remedy for that fear was. Um, 
making sure that I had a plan and then, you know, seeing it through. And I think another thing too with, with planning is it distracts you from the fear itself because all of a sudden, like I said, you've got control over the situation and you've, you've, you're, you're no longer fearful because you've got the control of, okay, I've got a plan of action. This I'm going to get it taken care of. Um, switching gears back to what you were saying before, the things that you were saying that I've forgotten the thing was the, um, you know, you were talking about feelings of inadequacy and things that would drum up like negative emotions, like, well, maybe it's because I'm this or maybe because I'm that. Well, I think it's important that each of us, that any, anybody who's watching this video, have um, another list, a counter list to that, which is, I am this, I am that, I'm strong like this, I am a kick-ass person at this, I'm a great business person, I'm a great dad. You know, those things that counteract the things that that, that other person is telling you or, you know, trying to take you down that road. No, F that. You are the other, you're the opposite of that. You need to find the strength inside of yourself and remind yourself that you're, you're badass, really, you know, and, and tell yourself that and get, you know, flex up on that stuff and you'll be fine. Like that's, that's, that's the opposite of having that reaction is finding the positive parts of it. We talk about not looking, you know, not looking for what you don't want, but looking for what you do want. And that's, that's a big part of it is, is realizing that you are this person, this person of strength. You know, you are the father of these kids. You are the person that, you know, someone fell in love with one time. You are still that person. You're just because you're divorced doesn't make you less than it doesn't. And, and I think some, some key aspects of what you're saying, Dustin, um, would be, you know, make your I am statements aligned with what you really want in your core values. You know, yeah, I'm strong, uh, I'm a great father, I'm a great parent. Uh, and if, if you're a mom watching this, I'm a great mom. Um, I am loving, I am compassionate, I am calm. All the things that will create what you want. Mm. You, you know, we don't want to be saying something, you know, uh, I am right, she is wrong. We, we don't want to go there. That's not right. Yeah. But you were talking about the law of attraction before, Peter, and that's part of it, too. You know, you have to be the person that you want to attract in the world. Be that person and, and um, you know, yeah, not being, uh, not not saying I am right and you're wrong. That's not quite the spirit of it. But, um, uh, you know, you need to stay on top of things. And and we, we always talk about our kids and, like, you know, what would you tell your kids to do? Like, tell them to, you know, uh, you tell them how to how to find the positive parts of of uh, of who you are, and remind them, remind yourself. Like, everyone, it's hard to remind yourself of where you come from and who you are, and you know, because you don't see it, especially in the pain of a, you know, while you're going through the pain of divorce, it's tough because you've got all this other stimulus telling you that, you know, you know this pressure coming at you from let's say lawyers or, you know, ex in-laws or family members, all that stuff that kind of kind of pours in on you. And the only defense against that is you telling yourself, I'm okay. I'm strong. Like I can handle this. Hmm. That's the only defense that you have. Yeah. We're up. Uh, we've gone, yeah. gone past what we, we typically do, but I think these are all some really good points, but Stu, I think you had uh, sort of a summary and a call to action for everyone. I do, um, and uh, I'd just like to say yeah, that that is uh, such good advice, Dustin, and it's certainly something that I have done probably all my adult life. I call it uh, positive association. 
So when I when I'm feeling like I'm I, you know, I feel like a failure or something. I go back in my mind and I think, no, I succeeded at that. I succeeded at that. I learned how to do this. I learned. How... And so, but we'll discuss more about that in next week's discussion where we're going to get on to actually how you can actually um, stop reacting in ways that you don't like to react or in ways that are unproductive. So the call to action today is to actually just make a list of your top values that you that you live by that you think yeah that's what i am i'm loyal i'm trustworthy i'm honest whatever they are just just list them you know half a dozen or more just the main ones and then just sit with that list for a minute and ponder what are the things that my ex does or says that threatens any of these like if she says you're not giving me enough money for our children or something like that for instance Maybe that's threatening your sense of pride that you are a provider. Maybe that's what's going on with that. So, sorry. <laughs> Devices, eh? They're everywhere. Sorry, guys. Um, yeah, so when, when you look at that list, you can think about those things that make you angry or make you fearful and just wonder, what is the value, my important value, that feels under threat by what she's doing or saying? And it'll just start to bring some level of understanding to why you're getting angry about something or fearful about something. Um, just try that and see how it goes. And then listen next week to next week's discussion where we actually get into what are the ways that you can actually positively affect this. I think that is our time up. So thanks, guys, for a great discussion. Sorry about all that barking that's gone on in the background. I don't know if you can hear it. It just started as soon as we started recording. I think he wants to go out. So we'll we're real people. We're real people. We're real. <laughs> stuff happening. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Stu. Appreciate your reading. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks, you, guys. We'll see you next week. See you, guys. Well, I'd say that's a wrap. We hope that our time together inspired you, lifted you up, and given you hope. We all know how difficult divorce is, and so we believe it's important to share these things and let you know that you're not alone. As a man, as a father, as a human being, it matters how you show up in this world. So hang in there. Now, if you like what you got out of this episode, please be sure and hit the subscribe button below and leave us a comment or review. Oh, and please be sure to recommend it to a friend as well. Now, for more information about this episode and about us X-Men, simply check out the episode description. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or just want to drop us a comment or a question, you can reach us at thexmenroundtable at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'll support you in any way that we can. Now, until next week, friends, this has been the X-Men Roundtable.